Can you hear me? <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Nick. Hola, Nick! Just wanted to take a few minutes to let you find folks know how you can contact us. You can find us on Twitter at the It's Too Wordy One and on Instagram. Just look for It's Too Wordy. We also have a Discord set up, The Haunted Log. If you like what you hear, maybe considering throwing us some of your spare change. Maybe some of your hard-earned loot. Maybe some stuff you find in your car cushions. Who knows? Anything will go a long way. And you can do that by visiting our Patreon page at Patreon backslash HouseBTS. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Haunted Log Old Time Radio Midnight Theater Presents, The Fantastic Four. This is a short-lived radio play from 1975, starring... Well, you'll find out at the end of the show. We're not going to go through that here. (laughs) Tonight we're doing Episode 7, which is actually... Right, it's actually uh, Fantastic Four issue number 21, so they're hopping around a lot. Tonight's episode is The Fantastic Four Meet the Hate Monger. Tonight I am joined by, of course... Brian. Kirk. From the It's Too Wordy podcast, and after the episode's over, we are going to come back and we are just going to discuss how we felt about this episode. So sit back and enjoy, guys. Attention, all true believers. Marvel Comics is on the air. From the annals of the world's greatest comic magazine come the adventures of the Fantastic Four. This week, our usually friendly foursome battle each other furiously under the spell of the hate monger. We'll get this incredible adventure started in just half a moment. Now, here is the creator of Marvel Comics, the crowned king of comicdom, Smilin' Stan Lee. (laughs) At this moment, in the observatory of Fantastic Four headquarters, Dr. Reed Richards is puzzling over some highly unusual tidal movements, and thus begins this unforgettable adventure. Strange, the tides all over the Earth are not following their normal patterns. Something seems to have affected the moon's gravitational pull. But how can that be? What's happening? That impact upset my tidal measuring device. Maybe the others know what happened. But when he meets the others in the hall, he finds that Sue and Johnny are also in the dark as to what caused the crashing. Hey, Reed, you experimenting again or something? No, I thought... What on earth? That felt like it came from Ben. Further down the hall, Ben is working out in his gymnasium. At last, I made myself a punching bag that's got some oomph in it. The building shudders as Ben's ten-ton punching bag bashes into the wall again. Ben! Whoa, big fella, you're upsetting all my sensitive instruments. I might have known it was old muscle brain himself. What's wrong, Ben? You're smashing that steel punching bag as though you're trying to punch it out of the building. Yeah. Well, I've been reading the papers for the past hour, and it's something i got to get off my chest. Just take a look at these headlines. Hmm. Militia called out to quiet mobs. Mm, battle continues in Far East. That crumb, the hate monger, has been causing trouble everywhere, and nobody can stop him. The hate monger is the most dangerous type of menace. He preaches class inequality, race hatred, and religious blasphemy. But his activities don't concern us. Yeah, a creep like the hate monger is free to say what he wants to, but if I ever cracked him one, they'd toss me in a slammer for a month. Don't worry, Ben. He'll get what's coming to him sooner or later. Bigots always do. Let's go for a walk. It'll get our minds off that wicked windbag. And so, dressed in street clothes, looking as inconspicuous as any group can when they're with a lumbering thing, the Fantastic Four begin to stroll along Manhattan's east side. 
Boy, if I ever get my hands on that hate monger, I'll give him something to yell about. I know how you feel, Ben. He wouldn't get very far in this country. Oh, yeah? Then that masked man over there stirring up that crowd must be the Lone Ranger. Along with the hate monger. He'll clean up this country for us. Down with all foreigners. Down with everybody who disagrees with us. Follow the hate monger. And looking down upon the crowd from behind the protective walls of the speaker's platform, the masked form of the hate monger steers his listeners to a savage rage of unthinking emotion. The headmonger is right! Get the foreigners out! They, they're actually agreeing with him. The crowd's gone nuts! But if they want a riot, they're gonna get one! And with a mighty lunge, the thing plows into the grandstand surrounding the hatemonger with all the force and fury of a runaway pile driver. I'll get to you in a minute. And on the outskirts of the skirmish area... Oh, good old Benjamin. He beat us to it, Reed, but there's still time for us to lend a hand. Let's go. Yahoo! Action at last. The hate monger is standing his ground. I don't like it, Reed. Stand fast, fantastic law. None can resist my unpowerful hate And as the shimmering green ray bathes the four figures, they're stopped in their tracks, stunned. Overwhelmed by unfamiliar sensations. There, if my hatred rave is brought against the fantastic four, then no one can resist it. No one can stop my master plan. Thus ends my acid test. As soon as the green H ray dissipates, the fabulous foursome begin to fight among themselves. Not the good natured bickering we know so well, but a different kind of conflict, filled with hostility and true hatred. Who asked you to butt in, you skinny-headed clown? I'm gonna put my fist through your scrawny middle. You don't scare me, ugly. I can always handle an ape who does his thinking with his fists. Step aside, useless. Huh? I'm gonna give both those bums a hot foot they'll never forget. Flame on! Who are you calling useless, you conceited little creep? The street is melting. I'm gonna clob it flaming freak but turn it Fifth Avenue into a car Maybe a bath in that car will cool you off, ugly. Mister, you better start running now, because when I get a hold of you... Thing isn't going to be able to do anything after I trap him inside this flaming lasso of mine. I'm not protecting our grateful kid brother of mine. From now on, I'll treat him like the rest of those freaks. Seconds later, a window washer watches his water bucket float in the air and then... What the... Stop water on me again, you invisible creep, and I'll forget you're my sister. Meanwhile, having relinquished his clothes and shoes to the tar, Ben is up again. Ha! It takes more than a tar pit to stop the thing. And now, I'm hoping you try for me again, loudmouth, because I've been itching to hog tie you for a long time. Listen, Stretcho, being wrapped up in your rubbery little limbs ain't exactly enough to stop the thing. Just wait till I get my hands dry. I'll just tie a little knot in your wrist and put him around his fire plug. I'll pulverize both of you. And then stretch you out a bit while I take care of some unfinished business. 
forgot about you, huh? You flaming freak. Get your clammy meat off of me, you gorilla. Sure, Johnny, sure. I'm gonna let both of you go. Ben uses the wriggling Johnny Storm as the load for the slingshot he's made of Reed Richards, and as he pulls back to fire... This is my chance to get all three of them, I reckon. I can just untie Ruth's hands before Ben lets go. I never thought I'd see the day the Fantastic Four would fight each other and mean it. Ben, they didn't expect anyone to untie a conceited leader's hands. We had good riddance to all of them. Look out! Yeah! Who's the wise Finally, after the three have recovered from the backfiring slingshot... I've had it. From now on, you can get yourself a new stooge. I'm cutting out. Me too. You can take the Fantastic Four and shove it down a gopher hole for all I care. I'm sick of looking at your ugly mugs. And that goes double for me. And with that, Reed, Ben, and Johnny stomp off in different directions, each thinking his own thoughts. I'm going to visit Alicia and forget I ever knew those creeps. If I ever hear that corny name Fantastic Four again, it'll be too soon. Who needs them? They've been living off my brains for years. I'm through playing nursemaid. I must have been mad to think I love Reed Richards. He's a big zero. And what of the man who caused this incredible sequence of events? I've done it. Now, with the Fantastic Four safely under the spell of my heat ray, I can proceed. Before I'm through, all of Earth will be in the iron grasp of the hate monger. The master of hate has made his first big mistake. Considering the Fantastic Four completely defeated, he now forgets about them. Later, at the entrance to the famous Baxter Building, headquarters of the Fantastic Four... What's going on here? Oh, Dr. Richards, I'm glad to see you, sir. Some crazy man is staring up the lawyer apartment because he can't get up to your headquarters. Who says no one's allowed up there without permission? We call the police. We need help. Then suddenly, a familiar face appears in the midst of the mayhem. Richards, you old out dog. This is one hell of a way to treat an old army party. Nick Fury. Oh, Nick, I haven't seen you since the end of the war. That's your loss, pal. Now call off your watchdogs. You and me have some important business to discuss. Minutes later, in the technical research lab of the Forsum Skyscraper headquarters... Sarge, I'm sure that if you'd told the doorman you were the CIA, it would have made things a lot easier. We don't go around broadcasting our identities, pal. Hey, uh, you got a match? Got a lighter. Here, Sarge. Thanks. Uh, it's Colonel Fury now. Ain't that something? Can you picture me being one of the big brass? Okay, Fury, you didn't come here just to talk about the old days. If you've got something to say, spit it out. This ain't the Reed Richards I know. Something's really bugging him. Uh, I want to talk to you about some trouble in the South American Republic of San Gusto. Hey, wh wh what are you doing to that uh, gizmo? Keep talking. I'm just shutting off this nuclear activator so I can hear you better. Well, Uncle Sammy's been pouring billions into San Gusto to make it a showplace of democracy. But suddenly everything's gone nuts. A revolution started and it looks like the government's going to collapse. If that happens, it could upset the balance of power in South America. So it mustn't happen, Dig. I'm way ahead of you. I'll be there by morning. You? But what about the rest of the Fantastic Four? Who needs them? From now on, I work alone. A short time later, Reed, dressed in flight gear, boards the jet-powered pogo plane. What are you waiting for, Fury? There's room for you, too. I'll uh, join you later, pal. I got some things to take care of here first. Suit yourself. Just don't go poking around any of those rooms. My alarm devices will atomize you in seconds. 
One was afraid of this. The hate monger has gotten read of the others already. I've got a way to break his spell. Stopping a revolution in some postage stamp country doesn't sound like a job for the Fantastic Four. Wonder what made Fury come to me. Well, what's the chance? It'll give me something to do anyway. As Reed and the Pogo plane fly over the New York skyline, the other three members of the Fantastic Four spot it and angrily speed to headquarters, where less than 30 minutes later, after introductions and explanations have been made... You mean that skinny nitwit took off of San Gusto without us? What's he trying to do? Hog all the glory for himself? I always knew he'd run out on us. All I gotta do is keep my trap shot, and they'll be fighting to go to San Gusto. Hey! What are you sitting there smirking for? I got a good mind to... Shut up. Who says you got a mind? This here badge says when you dangle with me, muscle brain, you're dangling with Uncle Sam. Anyway, Richards told me he didn't want you in San Gusto. What? What? That's 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 that. Oh, my God. I've got the authority to take you there if I want to. Perfect. Once I have all four of them in San Gusto, things will really start popping. Don't just stand there, buster. Pack your toothpaste. Because we're leaving right now. Yeah, you ain't stopping us. Nobody can stop us. Minutes later, with the thing's capable hands on the controls, the Fantastic Four's passenger ICBM blasts off, departing from the Baxter Building's built-in launch pad with four passengers, three angry and one thoughtful. They don't even know they're under the spell of a manga. I've got to find a way to beat them before he gets the whole human race under his influence. San Gusto's the place to do it. The first nation of the hate monger is openly attacked. A short time later, high over the Atlantic range, the missile booster disengages, and the capsule with its four passengers drops unerringly to the outskirts of San Gusto, where a most startling adventure awaits them. Meanwhile, other eyes have witnessed the departure of the Pogo plane and the ICBM. Hostile eyes. The ICBM field south and wonder. Sir, we just received word from our base in San Gusto. A strange airborne capsule was seen landing near the eastern sector. I suspected as much. We say for San Gusto immediately. It seems I didn't give them a strong enough dose of the hatred. Even under my spell, the Fantastic Four are too dangerous to ignore. Seconds later, they're on their way to San Gusto at unbelievable speed. Faster, faster. The next time I meet the Fantastic Four, I shall give them a lethal dose of my hate gas. There will be no more errors. Follow me. We must race to the underground command post and prepare for the attack which is certain to come. Meanwhile, some distance away, the rebel forces are gathering large artillery shells for their assault upon the San Gusto Palace. That is enough shells for now. Let us rejoin our forces. Soon we shall control our land. But as soon as the rebel forces depart, a long blue-clad arm incredibly stretches out from the underbrush and... One stick of well-placed dynamite among those artillery shells ought to slow down the rebel forces while I think up some other little stunts. What a fool I was to waste all that time with three useless ex-partners. They did nothing but cramp my style. A short time later... It is a most strange thing, the smooth road washing here this morning. Who could have built it? What does it matter? See how Levis move closer to the capital. But suddenly, the mysterious road begins to heave and swell, as though imbued with a life of its own. Here's one squad of rebels that won't be back for a while. 
It was obliging of them to leave their guns behind. I'll just toss them into the stream so they can't ever be used against San Gusto. And then, while planning his next move, Reed Richards makes a fateful discovery. A wind machine of some sort, sending out high-potency beams into the air. The main power supply seems to be buried below ground, right here. While scouring the area, Reed finds a hidden passageway leading to a dark underground chamber. There's more to this revolution than meets the eye, and I suspect I'll find the answer at the end of this stone passageway. Strange, I can hear the pulsating throb of some mighty machinery. And then, without warning, the passageway fills with gas. Nerve gas papers. I'm, I'm trapped. <laughs> You got him. Let us take him to our masked master. In a semi-paralyzed state due to the potent nerve gas, Reed is brought face to face with a hate monger in his command headquarters. I knew it was only a matter of time before you'd stumble across my hate ray generator. But now, before you die, I shall show you the fate that awaits mankind. My hate ray derives its matchless power by bouncing a beam to the moon. And then, with this beam, I can reach any place on Earth. No wonder the tides have been abnormal lately. You've been affecting the moon's gravitational pull. Exactly. And see how effective my ray is. I shall blanket the world with it, turning friend against friend, neighbor against neighbor. Just as he turned the fantastic four against ourselves. But who is he? Only I shall remain impervious to the hate ray, for only I possess the antidote. Thus, I shall eventually control the entire planet. What's that? You're in a rescue, just like old times. Okay, you hooded creep. Cough up the antidote before I slam this gun down your throat. I will do as you say. With a machine gun pointed at his head, the hate monger grudgingly turns over the antidote. A pity you are too squeamish to exterminate the defenseless man. I shall live to destroy you all. Sixty seconds after injecting the antidote for the hate ray... Nick, you old hound dog, I feel like myself again. All the hatred is gone. Okay, okay, quit slobbering, pal. We still got some mopping up to do. But during the brief seconds that their attention is diverted, the hate manga presses a nearby button, activating a built-in wall of bulletproof glass. He tricked us. That shield is blocking our way. It won't save him for long. We're safe for the present, but they're dangerous foes. They must get out of here. They are no match for the hate monger. They merely cost me to alter my timetable. As the hate monger and his crew escape out the back way, Reed Richards and Nick Fury leave the way they came in, but with the antidote. Somehow I've got to force the others to take these capsules. Okay, Boy Scout, you do that. Meanwhile, I'll stay on the hate monger's trail. A short time later, Reed spots the torch and a band of rebels. When he learned that I'm on the side of the government, the effects of the hate ray left Johnny no choice but to join the rebel forces. Come down here, Torch. I want to talk to you. Mr. Mike, talking days are over. I'll melt the stretch out of you once How about dousing your flame and fighting me man to man? Pleasure, wise guy. Flame off! Thing taught me enough about fighting to mop this place up with you. But before Johnny knows what's happening, Reed lassos him with one elastic arm, forcing the antidote down his throat with the other. Hey, you crummy chief! I should have known I couldn't trust you. It's for your own good. A short time later... Thing, help me! 
Help me, Reed's trying to kill me. You skinny creep. I'll teach you to pick on the kid. And at just the right split second, Reed lets go, and Johnny flames on, hurling a fiery loop around the startled thing. Hey, did you lose your marbles, hothead? I knew he'd open his mouth in surprise. Hey, what the... All of a sudden, I don't want to pulverize you anymore. I'll explain everything later, old friend. Right now, we've got to find Sue and give her a pill, too. Meanwhile, at the huge dynamo which supplies power for the hate monger's ray, Nick Fury fights a desperate battle against impossible odds. I can't hold him off much longer. Ah, there goes the last of my ammo. <coughs> His gun is empty. Slay him for defying our cause. Geronimo! Don't shoot! He runs right into our midst. If we fire, we'll kill each other. Oh, old Fury, I'll get you, Bums. Now I'll show you how we used to do it in a hollow commando. But the Fantastic Four soon arrived to help. Look who's here. It's about time. Didn't think we let you have all the fun. Hurry, Ben. We've got to find the hate monger. Over here, Stretcho. There's our vision now. It's the first. I get him. Don't please go. He's playing with the men. He'll take a double dose of my hate right to stop him. Uh-uh. Not this time. It's the invisible girl. She's winning the game. The hate ray blast fatefully strikes the hate monger's own men. Of course, it hate mongers to blame for all of this. Because of him, we are fighting the earth power for Fantastic Four. Let's get him. Stay alone, hate mongers. Oh, you must. It's like a scene out of some movie. He used hatred as his weapon, and in the end, hatred destroyed him. Take his hood off, Nick. I'm anxious to see who he really is. Wait for me, you guys. I want to see, too. It seems like a mad dream. And then, as the concealing hood is lifted... It can't be. And yet it all ties in. He looks just like his pictures. But he's supposed to have been killed years ago. The maddest leader the world has ever known. Hate Ray must have been one of the last achievements of his enslaved scientists. Actually, we'll never know whether he was the real one or not. A little while later, Nick Fury puts a call through on his portable radio phone. This is Fury calling the CIA. A little caper is finished in San Gusto. Fantastic Four will give full report when they get back. Over and out. And as the famous foursome returned to the States... Until, until men, men can truly, truly find peace with each other, regardless, regardless of race, creed, or color, color the hate monger and those who follow him will still stand undefeated. Let's never forget that. Tune in again Monday when we begin a two-week epic featuring the world's most incredible supervillain. The fantastic cast is... Cynthia Adler. Bob Maxwell. Bill Murray. Jim Pappas. Gary Gerhyden. Narrated by Smiling Stan Lee. Well, what'd you guys think? Same story, different decade. I heard that first opening where they were like, go home foreigners and kick all the foreigners out. And I was like... We have not changed in 50-some years. And that's the beauty of comics, because they people are like, oh, it's just a stupid medium for kids. Well, actually, it's a, it's a time capsule. Social commentary. And it shows what it was like in the 60s compared to like reading it now. Yep. So there's not much has been changed. Yeah, I was like, wow. And the hate monger? I could see an orange straw-haired orangutan as the hate monger, not even knowing what he looks like. It could be anybody under that mask. Could be. And I think that's the point. Was yep. like anybody can stir up 
anything in people. Yep. You, know, you want to bring hate in a piece of somebody, just say something. Yeah. And I think that's what Stanley was going for. And what's cool is the person that wanted to find the hate monger the most was Ben Grimm. Yep, he wanted to he wanted to punch him right in the face. And do you know why Ben Grimm wants to kill him so bad? Because he's uh why? Because he's Jewish. Oh, he is Jewish. That's right. Yeah. So he has a mad hate for Nazis. Yeah. <laughs> that that makes more sense. I forgot that so he that, was Jewish. That's why he was like, "We got to find him. I'm going to like pummel him to you know pretty much yeah. to death." Yeah. That doesn't seem very Jewish. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's a golem for God's sakes. Of course he's going to do it. Yep. But um, the other cool thing is we got to meet Nick Fury. We did in this episode. Yep, and we uh, find out that Reed Richards was hanging out with him in World War Two. Yep, when he was calling him current, like a sergeant. Now he's a colonel. Yep. Oh, I'm a colonel now. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure they got Nick Fury right. No, they did no. not. Uh, that's not what I think of when I hear Nick Fury. <laughs> I think of David Hasselhoff, honestly. Yeah. I, um, I think of Samuel L. Jackson. Just kidding. I think of David Hasselhoff <laughs> as well. I think of the guy from Avatar. The the bad guy from Avatar with the short buzz cut hair. Never seen never it. seen Avatar. Never, okay, well, you guys just lost your nerd cards. No, I'm just I own it. <laughs> yeah. Never watched it. It's three hours long of people mating their horses. Ferngully. It is Ferngully meets Pocahontas. Yep. So no, I don't need to see it. No, you don't. It is Pocahontas. Please tell me they sing the winds of change. I wish they did. It would make it so <laughs> much better. Made it better. But the the story is confusing. Like, one day, the hate monger is in New York City, getting a whole bunch of people riled up. And then, the next couple, like, couple minutes, he's in some South, South American, American country, country. Yeah. Doing the same thing. I was thrown off. I, it just jumped around a lot. But it goes back to that point that anybody can be it. Right. So, it was to say that it wasn't... It wasn't somebody else in the, yeah. the hood? Yeah. I, I gotta say that I like the Fantastic Four hating on each other and wanting to beat each other up. They made for more fascinating characters, and the acting seemed really uh, yeah. like they actually hated each other. <laughs> oh, when Johnny calls Sue useless. Yep. <laughs> like, yep. She's like, you self-centered bastard. Yep. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. I was loving it. And just um, Reed calling Ben ugly and yeah. disgusting and just... But Reed has been basically doing that through the whole right. thing. So what's new so about it, that? It's nothing yeah. new. Mr. Fantastic, what an asshole. And Sue already knows that in this forum, she is worthless. Right. I mean, you're just pointing out the complete off obvious of the whole thing, because listening to all the previous episodes, you that's how they are through the whole thing. I'm really pretty sure there was no script on it, and they basically just said, okay, call each other names. Go. Right, go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wish they would do a radio drama of the Fantastic Four now, what we know of Sue Storm and how these characters have evolved in the last fifty some odd fifty eight years. Just just to see how it would be. I bet she wouldn't be called useless then. I think that more be more Reed. No. Reed's more useless. He's more useless. Other than him staying at home making stuff. Yeah. That's pretty much all he does. In the drama, you don't find out who the hate monger is. No. Because this is still the sixties or that with well, the 70s, so World War II is still on people's brains, pretty much. It's only been like 30 years. So it's pretty still fresh in a lot of people's minds. Not quite as much now, but you find out that 
in the comic that the hate monger is Hitler. It was Hitler? It was Hitler. I thought it was the Red Skull. Mm-mm. It's Hitler. It's Hitler. Yep. Okay. That's when they were like, and they wouldn't say it on there. You know, why would you want to bring him do they the show memory the, of Hitler back? Do they show back? the face, his face in there? Yep. Yeah, sure enough. Yep. Okay. And Stan and Jack, you know, they lived through World War II. And yeah. they hated Hitler just as much as Ben does. <laughs> yep. So. Two nice Jewish boys. Yep. From New York. Like, yep. Yeah, they were doing a lot of stuff during World War II. Yep. Sending it over to the troops and stuff like that. So, I think Jack Kirby was in Normandy, I think is what I read, that he was on the, the invasion of Normandy. Wouldn't surprise me. So, yeah. So, yeah, I could see how that was a little, that issue could have been a little personal experience. I don't know. So what do you guys think? You like the episode? I did, it, it flopped around too much for me. It did flop around too much, but... They didn't have to go to the other country? No, they could have just stayed right in New York City. And they got Nick Fury completely wrong. I think what they're shooting for, though, is that they're not just... Because they really haven't gone outside of the New York City area. Yeah. And they're trying to make them a world team. Yeah. So that's probably why they had them do that. The thing I took away from the episode was just the it doesn't matter it what they came this came out in what 61 63 probably by this point 62 somewhere in there somewhere in there so we're looking at 57 years 63 63 so we're looking at you know what whatever that it hasn't changed we have not changed at all as a society in this country nope just that's a the, different villain yep that's the yep. biggest takeaway I got from this episode which no, normally these don't hit that hard, but I was like, "Whoa!" It's like spot on, this like what's is happening like spot right now. On, I was like, "Wow, okay." But of course, that's only if you believe CNN. Oh, ooh, I just got cringe from Ryan. Ryan's neck kind of cricked. I'm joking. No, you're fine. I don't watch any of that stuff. Just, I don't either. So <laughs> I was picturing everybody else kind of cringing. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so well, they are the biggest fake news. Them in the Washington Post now. Yeah, the Inquirer's gone now. Yeah. So. I miss the Weekly World News. Oh. So factual. Bat Boy. Oh, every time. It would always get me. I'd always buy that. Yep. At one time, the Loch Ness Monster was getting married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they think is real news now. I miss that. I wanted to be a photographer for them. I wanted to learn Photoshop and go work for the Weekly World News. That would be so fun. <laughs> Just come up with complete another bullshit. Yep. Oh. Bigfoot marries... Woman in woods. Like, All right, sweet. sweet. I got a picture of it. I got a picture right here. And it looks so fake. I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Next week is the return of a certain villain. It's a two-parter. Two-parter. Can't wait. So we got to do one part, and then you got to wait a whole week to hear the next part. Right. Because you can't find it anywhere else. <laughs> Nobody else is doing this. <laughs> All right. That was fun. Talk to you guys next week. See you guys. Bye.